Welcome to <coughs> the unofficial radio show for Five Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters, and we got a lot to discuss. Still have this cough that we're going through, <coughs> and we're doing this at the same time that we're entering the next part of the league. We have a couple of leaders in so far, so what are the matches we're doing right now in this league? is um, Drew McIntyre versus Kachibashita that will be facing off. Kitamaya, Kitamaya, I'm sorry. Kitamaya will be facing off against Drew McIntyre as we are doing this show today. I'll be <coughs> not announcing it, but we got to get through the news. <coughs> and on the second segment, on the second segment, we will have results from not only uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, but SmackDown and SmackDown ratings for that week. And then we're going to talk about the short week that we're going to discuss. As of right now, as we showed this and listened to this match, Kitamaya started off with a half Boston Crab. McIntyre circling him around and gets a net breaker for all that trouble. Let's get to to the matches. And we are going to start with... Yeah, we already did into the fire pay-per-view. We already did that. Uh, We're going to start with NWA Power... The Gang of Fixers. <coughs> Excuse me. Episode 10 of Studio Wrestling from Jalanta GA. It was fallout from the Into the Fire pay-per-view. Saul Bernardo versus ZW Answer for Zaziki Dash for the NWA Original Television Championship. Zaziki Dice was able to win that match. Marty's girl is in the NWA. Rock and Roll Express versus Zach Mosley and Jane Sand Sims. <coughs> and shortly, the Rock and Roll Express wins. <coughs> Wild Cards versus Dawson's. The Wild Cards defeat the Dawson's. Then the participants of the NWA Championship came out. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. It was Zicky Dice who entered the lake, who entered through the three-way. Ricky Starts, Caleb Tawney, Colt Cabana, Trevor Murdoch, Tom Lattimore, Christian Mark, Eddie Kingston, Tim Storm, the Dawsons, both Dawsons, and Nick Aldis. Nikita Koloff that came up to pick for next week's matches. Ricky Starks will face off against Eddie Kingston, and Cole Cabana will face off against Question Mark. Nick Aldis was interviewed. Marty Skrull was later interviewed by the new host, Stu Bennett. And Dan Tim Storm was on commentary for the main event. 
It was a no DQ match between Eli Drake and Ken Anderson. Ken uh, Eli Drake won the match without using a chair. Then it turns out that all this storms into the ring goes after Tim Storm. And the reality came to fruition as Team All This becomes a thing. All This Camille and the Wild Cards are now a team to be reckoned with. And of course, Molina was there with ODB and the rest of them in that secession. <coughs> so, moving on to Raw results. The recap and the reactions for December 16th. Leadership. The rest of the show just lacked substance, as they said. There was a gong. Very long. <coughs> Too long to comprehend. Damn it, bro. Why was it this long? Gauntlet match. Did Andre want? Oh, come on. Eric Rowan defeated local talent. Azuka defeated Donna Perrazzo in the only match of certifiable significance. Bobby Lashley poses to Lana. And then the Viking Raiders faced off against Blue Girls and Carl Anderson. Luke Giles and Carl Anderson won that match, and then Ray Mysterio was brutally attacked by Seth Rollins. That was the show. 40 minutes of a gauntlet match that fell out three hours. I'll show you the ratings for this week. Just to let y'all guys know, Opera Cup uh, matches were TJP versus Brian Prillian Jr. and Timothy Thatcher versus Richard Holiday, Pillman and Thatcher will face off next week's episode. And there were a couple of other matches they had for the show. Um, AJP and the rest of the, and King Mo faced off against um, Injustice. And they fought. And uh, Injustice lost that match. <coughs> anyway... That was the low, that was the Opera Cup for that one. And we'll see the other two. That's Davey Boy Smith versus Loki and MJF versus Alexander Hallenstone next week. We're now 11 minutes into the match between Kitamaya and there. And he comes in with a jumping punch. Gets that rolling elbow. Sets up again for the elbow. Running elbow there. Here comes, and he takes him down. Drew McIntyre has to take his time and breathe. Going to set up for the Tiger Drive. F, F, F. Set again. Drop kick. Beautiful drop kick there by Ketamaya. Say here, Bogney, and gets the zeros in. Three elbows there by Kitamaya. Kitamaya will, oh, both men are down. 
Let's continue with the rest of the show. <coughs> um, let's start with ADW Dark. Chris Stanaliner will be your leader. Private Party versus SCU. SCU wins that match. McJojo versus Britt Baker. This is some hails from Old Tulsa, Oklahoma. But it's like a situation with, oh, wait, we have a winner. And Kitamaya wins the match. We're about to find out how he won. Kitamaya wins with the drop, with the elbow drop hold, and wins the match over Drew McIntyre. Just to let you guys know, we're doing the tournament for the next five top number one contenders for the World Heavyweight Championship. Let's continue. Bay Presley in a fantastic match with Chris Stadelander. Chris Stadelander wins that match. Hybrid 2 versus Puff versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is rarely used. And they brought him in. And they thought he was going to win. But Hybrid 2 and Pac were able to win that match. Good show all around. Let's go to... NXT first. NXT. Keith Lee wasn't in the show at all. Damian Priest would be defeated Killian Dane. Cameron Grimes defeated uh, Kushida in a rematch from weeks ago. Pete Dunne defeated uh, Travis Banks in a World's Collide preview. Adam Cole, Phil and Baylor for the NXT Championship match. Uh, it was a low blow when Cole was able to defend the title. Shayna Baszler versus Ray Ripley, the NXT Women's Championship. Ray, Rip Ray Ripley is the new NXT Women's Champion. Congratulations to her and everybody celebrated that championship. AEW Dynamite that took place on the 18th. Um, the Lucha Brothers defeated Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Pack is sending a message. SCU defeated the Young Bucks to retain the tag titles. Then a demolition from the Dark Order. Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho went to a draw. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allin defeated Blade and Butcher. A surprise for John Motsley. He'll have something huge for Mots on January 1st. And Chomps did a day cut a promo about potential tag partners for Spears. The scouting shall, the scouting shall continue on. Hangman Page looking for day. Where's MJF? This was an okay show. <coughs> but we'll show you the ratings in a minute. And then some news as well. Let's go to the ratings. Starting with Monday's ratings. Double Double E and a team. Started off with a 2.204 overall. It sits 785. It wasn't going to look good from here because it all fell down into a heap. Love and Hip Hop 10. Love and Hip Hop 10 took over the rest of the show. And then Hip Hop Hollywood sits. 
They all had a three-hour promo and fights with WWE Entertainment. Then it went to a 2009 in the next hour. And then in the final hour, which was 11th place, it was an 185858, uh, 5, 5, 8, 5, 8, which leads <coughs> into a rating of nearly 2 million, one of the lowest in Raw history. It wasn't a good sight overall for pro wrestling regardless. Because in the Nets one, they weren't first, they weren't 10th, they weren't 15th, they weren't even 20th. Keep going, not even in the top 25. Oh, there they are. 27th place NXT, 129 minutes, 795. Nets won AEW Wrestling, lost on every single category with the exception of the males, 18 to 69, 18 to 49, but lost in every other one plus the day, and they got a set 83 for that one. Third lowest of their 12 episode series so far the number one show on the day was cnn special coverage followed by hannity but hannity and tucker colson tonight both got five million viewers each they had 10 million viewers on the night because the impeachment took place that night at eight o'clock eastern that was pretty much it, and that's why they were in 25th and 29th place overall that day. Let's go through some of the news items before we get to the commentary. The Ingomerables, the Ingomerables that was created by Rush, that is old, that's in Japan, led by uh, Nato, Tosaya Nato, now has role divisions and triple A divisions. The role division has come to this. Rush has L.A. Park, Killer Cross, Conan, Bestia, Del Ring on the AAA side. We'll don't talk about Killer Cross on the moment. And now Amy Rose, Dragon Lee, who is the division, who is on Rose side, as Ryu Lee in the other division, and himself as in Garbo's of role on that side. So he needs to build those teams after he lost that title match to <coughs> Obili in that <coughs> in the title match. Well, Kenny King is a part of that side now along with Dragon Lee. Lee is still working with NJW NJPW at this particular time as Ryu Lee. The new contract hints that Edge might be returning to in-ring action in 2020 on a limited basis. And speaking of Killer Cross, <coughs> Killer Cross will be leaving Impact later on. He has been in contract purgatory since July. There were rumors of it. They wanted to release a commitment for his next hype move. It could be MLW, Row, NWA. 
MPJW, AEW, and all WWE, and WWE have been all released, so he is now a free agent along with Lou Harper, Sin Cara, and is now go by um, Del Oro, Tenestro Del Oro, I believe, uh, because he will be to uh, remember his mentor, so they'll set up things for him for that particular part. <clears throat> We're now going to have to talk about the ratings. It's been 13 weeks, and after 13 week, weeks, the average is around $1 million for everybody. It has not changed in the 12 weeks since then. Um, there has been the complaints. They have a week, two weeks off. They'll be back on New Year's Day, both shows. And New Year's Day is going to be mostly about year-end celebrations and whatnot. And so, that is their setup. Um, as you can see, what brought them over was the women's title match to win for the winner, uh, 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 Mrs. Um, uh, Ray Ripley, to win that match and to become the champion was the main event <coughs> and so as you can sense um there are changes i had and they won those particular matches but you're beginning to see cracks in each side of the wrestling business especially in the aew side what is the payoff for this and all the rest of it and they have to look at all of these things and now we're in an election year they can't be complaining and you're not going to have many changes until 2021. And you got to have, there will be days that you won't have the election interfering in all of those particular things. So it's up to them to figure out how to solve the problem. I've already told you what the problem is. And one of the problems is, is because they don't respect men anymore. I said it from the beginning of this from the two franchises moving to um, the weekday until Wednesday, they don't respect men no more. Now, the ratings don't necessarily show that, but we have to look at the main WWE ratings for Raw. They are losing to Love and Hip Hop. And Love and Hip Hop is basically a girl's show, which is led by a very sizable amount of 12 to 34-year-olds, mostly very young, skewing very young, and skewing very uh, uh, urban, if you want to put it in particular sense. And this is another problem <coughs> the WWE has. Their biggest star in the division is, uh, uh, it, who is uh, African-American is Keith Lee. Keith Lee wasn't in NXT. I didn't say he was going to get people to watch his show, watch the show. I didn't say that. That was not the thing. I think one of the reasons why we're beginning to see this is because the realization that they can't survive the way they're surviving. Um, and there are a lot of things dragging it down, the storylines, all the rest of it. And those storylines are just not helping. And you see it with um, Love and Hip Hop. 
Balvin Hip Hop is a completely different show with absolutely crazy ass characters. And especially when Chris Jericho was talking to the man that he has had criticisms with um, uh, uh, Vince Russo. And they pretty much made a promise that the show will start changing. Not a good sign if they're not winning and they were in 30th place. Now, I understand there was an impeachment thing and all that. <coughs> and it's becoming a disaster right now. None of the big guys have showed up to wrestle. They, the next pay-per-view is on the 29th. Um, they're going to put more NST people there. They know that Ray Ripley is a star. They know Ronda Rousey's going to come back. And after she's come back, the ratings will go up significantly in certain ways. And will not get there. She's pretty much the whole women's division. And they have protected her. And I hate to tell people this that I hate to tell people this. No one wants to hear it. But 13 weeks. 12 weeks, 13 weeks. You have a superstar named Rio who only wrestled three times in AEW. Three times, and one of them for the internet. Rio is going to face off against Satellander. She might not win. She may win. That depends on what they decide to do. Stardom is looking at this and saying, folks, look, I'm going to America with AJW. I'm taking Stardom with me. I know Cody Rhodes is more free born with all these wrestlers doing indie dates. But if I get a sizable amount on stardom, and if these girls starting a show and prove, I'm going to do the same thing with the Japanese side of the thing, with the Japanese show that I'm doing, and decide to, you know what, do the same show they do in Japan, Get one American writer to write certain things for their, uh, uh, um, to make it look like, um, totally divas. And then we'll see what the fuck happens from there. This is a joke. I'm not saying that there is bad or anything. It's, dis it's deeply disappointing, to be quite honest with y'all. But I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but it is just deeply disappointing. Very disappointing. They should be at two. They, it, for real honestly, they should be at two. Two and a half at this particular point. But it's just the thing is, they just don't respect men no more. That's what it is. Who did they do? How are you going to get people to watch your programming if most of the guys that did, they ain't sitting six? We haven't had a big man match. In almost the whole 13 weeks, Keith Lee is huge. He could get people to watch. 
a lovable black man who don't fucking play. He's unlimited. He can beat, he can match Roman Reigns. What you doing? No fucking respect, bruh. No fucking respect. It is disappointing. Very disappointing. And the thing is, Roman Reigns is now fighting against Corbin, who they pushing to the moon for no freaking reason. Because Vince want him to be pushed to the moon. That's up to them. But I am stunned. At these ratings, especially I know it was impeachment and all the rest of these things, important historical moment, blah, 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 blah. But damn! This is horrendous, bruh. You just did, look, I'm not gonna lie to you. Bushy Road looking at this and saying, it's wide open, it, it's all to play for. It is all too fucking played for. <coughs> 2020, and the, and, um, and the world will be seeing us with the Olympic Games. If we uh, play our cards right, October of next year, I'm going to hear a call from a Western market. I'm going to come to the come to the Western market, bring your girls. It's over. Because you don't respect men no more. It's not a lie. It's the truth. It's the truth. Look, <coughs> I get this thing from Jake. I'm talking about Jake Hager and all the rest of these folks. They don't respect men no more. Come on now. All right, folks. Another match just completed. Itamata uh, in a good match between him and uh, Ishikawa, Tamatonga defeated him with the vertical arm DDT and the hook leg pinfall. Pretty good match between those two there. <coughs> um, I want to talk about one more news item. They're going to be a title turn. Uh. Injury report is that uh, Ruby wrote the title, the U.S. title will change and have new a new look. EC3 has been sidelined. Well, EC3 is wrestling right now, but he is getting back. He's getting better. There will be no 205 this year. Uh, they will do best of shows for the next two weeks. Krista uh, Joseph worked for WWE TLC last Sunday. So that's pretty much it. So it's all about all these things and whatnot. And then you had Bailey interview saying the heel turn was coming and all the rest of it. So that's pretty much it for right now. So you saw the ratings. You saw the disappointment. It is what it is. Coming up next, we're going to have more results. The SmackDown results, the Fireball Wrestling World season winter finale results, which will be better than the other two winter finality, finale results from either NXT or 
AEW, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We will have five matches plus the debut of who the secret girl from Secret World. You know the Gucci and the Versace. Versace, Versace, Versace. Extra thing. And we're going to have more from the men's tournament. Including one of them will be the main event. And of course, Hazuki's final match. And Liger's final match. Singles match of his career. I believe that's this week. Yeah, Liger's final line final match. A singles match of his career will be this week. That will be the 20th. And then the third, it will be Liger, Tiger, Massasano in a three-way. And then the fourth will be Liger and Sano will place off against Ryu Lee and Hiromu Takahashi in that pay-per-view event. But Hana... And the others will face off against Kazu, Hana, and Sumer in their final match together as a squad as Olden Tai. So we'll have those results, SmackDown results, SmackDown ratings, and more news later on today. Uh, later on in the next segment, excuse me, on Fire, the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. And yeah, we're gonna have a year and we're gonna have a year and a decade in review also as well in this next segment. So we'll be right back right after this on Fire Pro Wrestling World. Right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Rebel K Sports' Jason Matters. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports. Hello, folks. Welcome to the second segment. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. This is Jason Matters. We're going to do the SmackDown results. <coughs> the Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday's results for December 20th, 2019, which was the winter finale, and as well as the ratings for SmackDown and a year and decade in review, which will take a little long, not too long, but just enough. Let's start with the Friday. It's uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday's results. Quita in her debut match faced off against Zoe Lucas and won with the Self Viper in 12 minutes 40 seconds. In the first men's league final year two match, Akiyama lost to Evil with the K with by KO in 20 minutes 11 seconds. In the last match of Hazuki's career in Stardom. She wins with her teammates, all of her teammates, joining in to defeat Tokyo Cyber Squad in 16 minutes, 20 seconds with the Death Valley Bomb. This was by Sumer Natsu over Mrs. Hanakomura. 
Liger in his final singles match faced off against Koji Katamoto and wins that match in 13 minutes, 27 seconds with a stepping show tie. And in a humongous upset, Sanada with the Mayan suplex defeated Roman Reigns in 21 minutes, 44 seconds. That match was a big surprise. And the surprises will just continue on from there. <coughs> I'm going to let you know what's going to happen in Ed's upcoming weeks, plus the upcoming shows for the Go Home Show on this on January 3rd and the, <coughs> the pay-per-view on January 4th. Let's go to the SmackDown results. In, the first, in one of the matches here, Kamala defeated Zonia DeVille. Uh, it was a quick match. Heavy, heavy Machinery was able to defeat Revival in a Christmas-themed match. The Miracle on 34th Street fight. Did they actually use Legos in the power bomb? there? Is Legos more destructive than thumbtacks? I don't know, folks. <laughs> <coughs> If Stephanie McMahon said she was going to stay PG and you're going to use Legos in a hardcore match. Carmella defeated Sonya Deville, as I said earlier. New Day defeated what we call the artist. This was a fantastic match for television. And it sets up beautifully. Interestingly enough, Braun Strowman versus Shinji Nakamura. And if you recall, the first match for the heavyweight championship with Shinji Nakamura won. It was Braun Strowman versus Shinji Nakamura. And this time they're going to fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Daniel O'Brien and The Miz fought off against Brian Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, The Miz defeats Brian Ziggler, I mean, uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Good match here. And then Sasha Banks, <laughs> first off, we had a match between Dana Brooke and Bailey, which Bailey won that match, led into a match between... Uh, Sasha Banks and Lacey Evans, who's now a face, and then dramaticism abound between those two, and you're gonna see a Rumble World Rumble match between those two females. There, it is going to be absolutely fantastic. And that child was sneering and getting mad and all the rest of it. That was just great drama. And, and, and a fantastic... <coughs> and a fantastic setup for the wrestling match that will come on in that particular... Um, uh, for the Royal Rumble. And this has been going on between Bailey and Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke and Elias... Uh, who is starting to come back. And then you have Sheamus that's also coming back. They will all will be back by the end of the year. And that is where the setup is coming through. Um, 
Dana, uh, uh, let's talk about the, uh, um, let me see. Let's go to the ratings here. Ratings for SmackDown. Range for SmackDown was they actually increased in the younger viewers 0.4 to a 0.5, which is rare. They actually gained viewers in the next hour because they just went from strength to strength to strength. They just went from match to match to match, and then they were able to put the segments in they wanted to put in. Stay tied in... um. It stayed the same in the adults, 18 to 49, which was a 0.7, and a 0.9, and a 0.8 for the adults, 18 to 24, 18 to 54, a 3 in women, a 5 in men, a 3 in 2 in adults, 50 plus. The ratings are 2.4 even. That's as close as I can get it because it went down a little bit in the next hour. But the reason why it went up to the next hour, Daniel Bryan's a star. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Daniel Bryan ended the show. And he's a star in the younger viewers. You can see it here. The last hour was Daniel Bryan. So basically, he's a star in the younger set. In the older state, he's not a star. Roman Reigns is a star in the older state and not with the younger. That's pretty much what the ratings are telling me. 2.4 even increased. They had the better ratings than Raw even. They're the main franchise right now. And that's where everybody's going. So that's the ratings for this week. Before we then... Let us talk about the decade and the year in review. This decade was a decade of change. And one of those changes was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We never thought that Okada was going to do things that were not thought possible. But throughout most of the decade... As others moved, started to transition away and many others uh, changed their styles and moved to the United States like Nakamura did, Okada was the main constant. And he became one of the most important wrestlers in the history of the business regardless of what anybody says. And the fact that he could wrestle in such ways. He is tall. He is built. He is all the rest of the things that you think a Japanese wrestler wasn't. He is not your typical Japanese wrestler. He has a he uses a power move to finish his run. He has all sorts of technical abilities, but he hanged with some of the best, and his speed has been underrated. It was his decade more often than not, and because of him. And a little bit of Kenny Omega. New Japan Pro Wrestling began a high that led into a lot of things. This decade in the WWE also began a certain 
wave that later, later led into the women's wave starting in 2012. Aspects of it were done because of the changes with the PG era. And the WWE just slowly and slowly lost a little bit of relevance in the ensuing years from 2010 to 2016. And Daniel Bryan, in a way, was the only new star that they got out of the move to cable, <coughs> which started in 2009, which was the beginning of the decade. And they moved it away to um, Friday night to cable, and they moved it. And it was the beginning of the end of that era in entertainment and the uh, and that era then you began to see the rise both in njw and wwe um of their streaming networks you began to see a whole lot of streaming networks for wrestling beginning in that aspect the only Wrestling company that had his ticket sales go up of all the wrestling companies was New Japan Pro Wrestling from Bushi Code, which is now owned by Bushi Road. The only one. Everybody else fell or were flat the whole year. They had a concept, a concept called the Bullet Club was <coughs> around most of the decade we saw impact wrestling have a rise and then peter out try to start the monday night wars all over again never got thrown even with the best of intentions from vince russo never got thrown who is coming? We don't know. That's the problem. <coughs> Fans weren't coming. They were going to other places. Some of it was politics. You see in the ratings recently that we just mentioned. <coughs> it was the move away from entertainment to entertainment's sake into what people call shuckle culture or bugman culture. If you don't know what a shuckle is, it's a Pokemon. A bug type rock Pokemon that acts like a turtle, but it's really a bug. So we just call them shuckle culture. And shuckle culture pretty much 
held ROH and other uh, Hog and other places, GCW, for a while. But what was happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling with the Bullet Club was unprecedented. This led into a bet. Cody Rhodes, at the time, in 2015, left the company. No direction, no nothing, what the hell have you. Traveled all over the world, all over the indie circuit, trying to get a feel for what was going on. Some say, come back to WWE, we'll treat you right again. He never thought things were possible. He made a bet. And the bet is, I'm going to do it for the boys. It was called All In and he changed the business whether people like it or they don't. The whole wrestling business changed because one man got tired of the way things were done. Give him credit for it. But it affected other points of the industry but opened a gaping hole in and a gay and a dark realization that Cody Rhodes have not yet predicted, the WWE have not yet predicted, and nobody has seen, and now they have begun to realize it. Outside of Daniel Bryan, and we saw with the racing ratings just now, especially with the younger crowd, as it were. The audience for the pro wrestling world, especially with <coughs> SmackDown and the like, are skewing at the 40 range, 40 plus range. People who were there since they were the mid, since they were in their mid 30s. It does not skew old because if it skews plus 55, you will see it in the ratings. No, it skews 45 years. That's the best they can hope for. At this late stage in the television industry. When it comes to actual entertainment, live or non-live, Outside of sports, the whole business is dying, whether people like it or they don't. And they came back into a dying business as a sports entity or a sports entertainment entity that is focused on sports, similar to what New Japan Pro Wrestling is. <coughs> the question you now see And the realization you are now experiencing is that they can no longer book 
men like Roman Reigns or the returning Sheamus or Braun Strowman or all the rest of it with any sort of skip, with any sort of tact and pep and understanding. That is what this did. This decade <coughs> has been a lost decade for whatever you say about John Cena, whether he was the guy that led things down, whether it was CM Punk who held things up into an even keel, wherever it was Daniel Bryan in the Yes Movement towards 2014, 2016, it doesn't even matter in the end of the analysis. You have a problem, and the problem was you had all these major wrestlers. You had the returning Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar rarely even comes there because they are overprotecting him. When you saw Kofi Kingston hold the title for six months, and you saw the rating, and you saw how much this man sold on a house show, How are you going to get people to watch your house shows if he can't sell for six months? And all of these things, especially they were issues that happened in the past decades, have now come home to roost. So in 2011, in the Joshi game, <coughs> a company called Stardom Born out of the idea from Rossi Agua, who built All Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, and had them and had those major successes back then, did the same with stardom. Kari Zane, Ayo Shirai, and Azuka Kena, as she was known back then, led that whole business for their time there. There were just three girls there. Once they left the WWE, they were left to their own devices, and yet somehow, some way, they gutted it out. Somehow, some way, they made it through. They started to grow, and something strange happened. There was another Joshi group that started to come up. Tokyo Joshi. Now I want you to remember. Before the decade ended, the two biggest stars in the two, in, the, in 2008 to 2008 were Hiromu Tanahashi and this girl who was a name, and they <coughs> and she was a superstar, and this one other girl, Ano, I believe, and she was a superstar. And she was a superstar and had the, <coughs> and was perfect in every single direction, but she retired. 
by the beginning of the next decade, half of the stars that came out there were retired. Those three girls that they that were there, they went on to the WWE and went on to do their home promotions for a short time. <coughs> Excuse me. They went on in to do their own short pro their promotions for a short time. Yet somehow Stoneway stardom began to rise. By 2018, they were mid-level tier promotion, which is a rarity for Josie Wrestling in this late day. Stardom bought them later this year. And now they are a sister promotion to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan Pro Wrestling are the only ones in the whole world that had their ticket sales rise where everybody else failed. <coughs> this is at the time when the whole women's division all over the world started to rise as the men started to fall, falter. You start to see the rise of intergender matches and a whole lot of it. Just but in video games, just like in other sports entities, there was only one game to play and it was the WWE games. And there were a lot of challenges to that, but Nobody came close. So it is with the greatest of shocks that the game of the decade was Fire Pro Wrestling World. Biased, maybe. But think about it in the real sense of the day. Especially where the WWE started out and where the WWE ended up with their video game side of the day is a representation pretty much of where everything has ended up with pro wrestling. And a lot of entertainment in the recent years. But back to Cody Rhodes. And his bet. His bet paid off. With a little bit of politicking. And a little bit of engineering. Cody Rhodes. Was created a promotion out of thin air. And AEW has competition to the brand. He said it's not, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And a lot of people have said that. But if you shoot for the king, you better not miss. And they got king's money now. And they can last for years.
Think about what is going to happen in 2020. After you saw the things that you saw in the last three years of this particular decade, which was some of the wildest in the wrestling industry. You saw a main event for WrestleMania and five of the last six, five of the last 13 pay-per-views from the WWE and one women's pay-per-view have all been main evented by females. Stardom has risen. Out of three women who are now in the WWE, who are now in the brand, are now poised to become big in Japan with a new television show and new promotions all over the world. They had to change on their rules and all the rest of these things, but it's coming. You have AEW getting his sea legs wet. With a female division and all the rest of these things. There's a whole lot of things happening. Possible mergers, possible dismergers, major retirements. A lot of good wrestlers have died in the interim. Roddy Palper being one of them. But this decade shows a lot of openings. But it was a disappointing decade and may have been another lost age if Cody Rhodes didn't step up and say, take charge, do something, hold against the tide that all things will falter. We'll see in 2020 if he's right. You got a year and time. But time will be running out soon. Just after a little while. Give it a year. If Give it a year and an Olympic Games. And if someone's interested, someone's looking around, someone think different. After Star Wars has failed, Star Trek is no longer Star Trek. Most of the Western product is dying. The way that people act towards each other ain't nice. Their society is breaking down and have you and what have you. And as much as Cody Rhodes has tried to bring back the working class into it, it's more of a Semi-LARP. I think he's honest in it. I don't see many wrestling companies going to Charlotte, West Virginia. Charlotte and West Virginia. I don't see them going to Branson, Missouri. I don't see them going to those smaller things like Memphis, Tennessee. Like in Tennessee, Corpus Christi, and in Ohio, in the college towns, and in Austin, I don't see a lot of wrestling companies going to those places. But give some thought to those things.
He has a year. If he can change a lot of things in a year, if he can start a new lot a thing in a year, if he can start something that will get people talking, then maybe AEW might become a dream come true for the whole wrestling business. But if not, and everybody knows it's not, and the WWE just stays packed with Pritchard and the rest of them, then there is an opportunity for Bushy and Kishi Cole and Stardom and NJW to give a different look, a different understanding of pro wrestling. And there is much to play for. Because the biggest superstar of the wrestling world in the 2020s may be a woman, but it may not be from the WWE. You be careful. They say it's Rhea Ripley. She big, she dick, she cute, she everything. Who better than Hannah Kimura? Be careful. All that sunny money may not come to nothing. When they call their daughters Hannah, 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 in 2021. Let us go through what is going to happen in the next couple of weeks and the month leading up until the next pay-per-view, which is right after Wrestle Kingdom. It is a January dirt. We have a four-way elimination match with the tag team, with one of the teams from the tag teams to figure out who will become the number one contender for the IWPG Tag Team Championship. Liger, Tiger, Mask, Sano, and one other will face off with four other wrestlers from Liger's past. And it will be two. It will be three men's year two league champions uh, the year league two league and the main event will either feature um either roman reigns or ashikawa or another wrestler so we will determine that in about a couple of weeks then on wrestle kingdom we will find out who will be the number one contender for the junior tag the six man tag will be in will be determined. Killer Cross will face off again against Mil Mertes. Tommaso Clampa will face off against Jay White. Rena Isis will face off against Bay Presley. This is for the women's championship match. Liger and Sano will face off against Lee and Himuromu for their final match. That's Liger's final match. Um, the next match being uh, Mr. Cobra and Trevor Dars. We will know which team they will face off against both. Teddy Hart will face off against Rage Cage for the IWPG Junior Heavyweight Championship. Adam Page will face off against Col uh, Kenny Omega. And then they will decide who will fight him later on. Uh, management <laughs> stated they are going to do one super card 
That super card is scheduled for the 25th of Jan. It's scheduled for either Friday the 28th. <coughs> it will be scheduled for Friday the 24th. Um, it will be either scheduled for the 25th or the 24th. It is not a pay-per-view. It is a six-match super card. They have scheduled it for the 25th on a Saturday. And um, that is the schedule for that upcoming day. Uh, and it will be a six-match super card. That is the plan for the upcoming one. And a lot of title matches will take place on that on that day. And a lot of number one contenders for those title matches. It is also believed that at least a quarterfinal match, a semifinal match, or the final match of the men's league will be determined on that day. <coughs> um... That will be it for that one. And the next pay-per-view will take place on, on the 29th, on the 28th. That will be a Saturday, I believe. Uh, on the 29th, excuse me. And that will be a Saturday. And it will be called Revolution. That will be the schedule there. It will actually start. On the afternoon at either between 12 to 2, depending on when they're going to air it. So it could be a 2 to 5 show, or 2.30 to 12 o'clock show, or 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock show, <coughs> or a 6 o'clock show, but it cannot air between, <coughs> I'm sorry. It cannot air between 7 to 10 o'clock. So the between 7 to 10 o'clock. So that that is the schedule for there. Or it could air early in the morning like uh, Russell Kingdom is going to air. And so there will be, so you have heard it, there will be a Supercard show. Management has decided to put a Supercard show on the 25th. And that will be for number one contenderships and possibly the final for the uh, second year league, depending on what they decide to do with the second year league and the start of the female league, either on that day. Um, there will be plenty of shows between then and now. There could be another super card around uh, eight of March, but we don't know about any of them. Any sort of announcements to that? Will there be a new show coming soon? We do not know. Management has not decided. So management has not decided any new shows that will be debuting anytime soon. So we'll just be pretty much uh, Friday, uh, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. And that will be pretty much it for the time being. But if there is an expansion... Management will make a decision about that by March of this year, and they will have a decision on how this thing will be set up. So if there is going to be 
a new show. We will let you guys know on this radio program. Um, the website is going a little slow, but we will have it at least by mid-January. And hopefully it will be a whole new type of thing that we will be able to take care of. So, folks, here is the upcoming schedule for our show. This next week... <coughs> Next week, we will have no, we will have a short show, and it will pretty much be reviews, it will be pretty much match show, it will be pretty much the show matches and all the rest of it, and we're only going to do one segment, and that will be all. Next week, it will be the same day. The following week, we will have a brand new episode with the same segment, same news, same commentary, and all the rest of it. So, once that is all done, that is your schedule. Pretty much. So, folks, that's pretty much it for us at Fire Pro Wrestling, the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters, wishing all of you the very best and happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, a happy new year, and a new decade. We will see you guys next week for, and next week, the next two weeks for shortened shows. And remember that we will have a one hour pregame show. On the 4th, and we will have all the rest of those things for you on those days. So keep it logged here to both the Instagram page, the new Twitter handle, and a whole lot more in this radio show as well. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. And again, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. From all of us here at Revocate Sports. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel Kid Sports.